There has been a common thread through a good chunk of the January 6th hearings. The Mitten. The Michigan Republican electors were planning to meet in the Capitol and hide overnight. I told him in no uncertain terms that that was insane. What happened in Michigan between the 2020 election and January 6th? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The January 6th Select Congressional Committee has been holding public hearings, shedding new light on the insurrection of early 2021. And like it or not, Michigan has played sort of a co-star role. We've seen a couple of men testify who pled guilty to breaching the Capitol. On Wednesday, we learned how far Michigan Republicans were willing to go to subvert the results of the presidential election. Here's Jonathan Osting. He's a political reporter for Bridge, Michigan. The new revelations we learned this week were from the former Michigan GOP chair, Laura Cox, and she sort of criticized the ultimate plan. I told him in no uncertain terms that that was insane. But we do know that these so-called fake electors, the Trump loyalists who um, signed the document indicating that they had, in fact, been named electors from Michigan, met in the basement of the Michigan Republican Party to sign those documents. So, I mean, certainly the party apparatus was at least aware of what was going on. And of course, one of those fake electors is now the co-chair of the Michigan Republican Party. That's Michonne Maddock. She was not a party official at the time, but she is now. You also heard in there from former Michigan GOP chair Laura Cox. At the very beginning of the podcast, she mentioned something else, hiding out in the Capitol overnight. What were they going to do? How was that going to work? Well, the electors are assembled at a time and place. And so, without any special knowledge myself, I assume that their intent was by spending the night in the Capitol, they could get to the correct place at the appropriate time and either force their way in or get there before the Democratic slate of electors appeared and try to force the Secretary of State and the appropriate legislative offices to recognize them. That is the voice of Michael Traugott. He's a research professor at the University of Michigan Center for Political Studies. But what was the urgency? Why were these fraudulent electors willing to spend the night at the Capitol? Since Joe Biden won the popular vote in the state of Michigan, the slate of Michigan electors was meeting to take care of the paperwork to pass on to Washington for the official tabulation and declaration of the winner on January 6th. The Republican slate who claimed to be an alternative slate, wanted to be recognized. I've got elected officials and electors to deliver this to the Senate today at 2 p.m. They claimed that the election had fraudulent elements and therefore that Donald Trump had won the popular vote in the state of Michigan, and they should be certified as representing the voters of Michigan. See, Michigan has a very specific deadline. At 2 p.m. on December 14th of 2020, Michigan's 16 electoral votes had to be certified inside of the state capitol. It is the law. Part of what you heard in that last clip was the voice of Ian Northen. He's a lawyer, and he was outside the state capitol on that December day, arguing that the fake electors should be allowed in. The spending the night at the state capitol idea, it never happened. But as you heard a second ago, that didn't stop folks from trying to get in. Here's an exchange with would-be electors and a Michigan State Police lieutenant at the capitol doors. He said we can't enter. 
What I said was, per the Capitol Commission, per the governor's office, per the Speaker of the House, per the Speaker of the Senate, the Capitol is closed unless you have an office here to conduct business today, or if you are taking part in the Electoral College process. One of the people at the state capitol that day was Ian Northen. We heard from him earlier, and remember, he's a lawyer. Here again is Jonathan from Bridge. The Trump campaign in particular was trying to find some sort of legal basis for overturning the election. They tried various means. All right, again, the electors by statute of statute MCL 168.47 have to be at the Senate chamber today. Okay. This elector scheme was one of those. This is all pretty chaotic. Fake electors hiding in the state capitol overnight. How did we get here? The relationship between the two main political parties in the United States, the Democrats and the Republicans, has changed over time, especially recently. And the Republican Party has become an institution that is interested in maintaining power and not really interested in promoting any particular or specific policy positions. The Republican National Committee has decided that there won't be a platform leading up to the 2022 congressional elections at the midterm. Rather than subscribing to the peaceful transfer of power, the Republican Party, under the guise of believing that there is widespread fraud and mismanagement in the American electoral system. They are here to... The electors are already here. They've been checked in. They're also electors. ...is now calling into question the basic process for administering elections and for tabulating votes. There is no indication that we have any substantial level of fraud in any elections anywhere in the United States. Adding to the stark differences between the left and the right is Donald Trump himself, which seems obvious, but despite not winning the state in 2020, he still holds tremendous sway. Michigan was right in the middle of all of it, and I think remains so. Trump, of course, had always sort of emphasized Michigan since 2016 when the state really was critical um, to him winning uh, the White House in his first campaign. So he's always focused on the state here and has continued to. You know, he came to Macomb County this spring again for another rally where he again continued to make these claims that have largely been proven false and and debunked. Uh, But he continues to float the theories. and, And yes, you know, the Michigan Republican Party elected delegates have already spoken loudly and clearly that they want candidates to share that belief. They endorse Matt DiPerno and Christina Caramo for Attorney General and Secretary of State, respectively. They are both election deniers who, in fact, played uh, roles in the legal fight to overturn the 2020 election that Biden won here in the state by 154,000 votes. All the leading gubernatorial candidates left in this race almost uniformly subscribe to the theory that Trump actually won the state. What happens now? Remember, Ryan Kelly, who was running for governor here in Michigan, has been arrested in connection with the January 6th insurrection. Now he's leading in the polls. Now those two things aren't the same, the fake electors and the actual insurrection. But when it comes to punishments for either, our political scientist friend Michael says it cannot stop at arrests for the high profile. Well, I think the only way to avoid this, agreeing with your notion of, you know, the horses out of the barn, is to send some people to jail and or have them pay major fines for acting in an illegal fashion. That would be up to the courts and their interpretation of current law. 
and that'll take some time. Probably is not going to happen between now and November, but it should be taken care of between now and the fall of 2024. And when it comes to the fake electors here in Michigan, it sounds like the wheels of justice may be turning a bit. Some of the national publications this week, the New York Times and the Washington Post, both reported that some subpoenas were issued to figures who were involved in this Michigan elector scheme this week. In fact, another attorney who reportedly was at the Michigan Republican Party headquarters when these fake elector documents were signed was subpoenaed, according to the New York Times. And the Washington Post reports that some of the electors themselves may have been subpoenaed as well. I have not independently confirmed that, I'll say. And in fact, a source who knows Misha Maddox says she was not subpoenaed this week. So, um, but, you know, in, in any case, that national reporting signifies that uh, beyond just these congressional hearings, there is an active criminal investigation here and a potential prosecution for some of these folks who are involved. We know that nobody spent the night in the state capitol, as was once talked about, and we know the fake electors never had any success getting in the next day either. I'm telling you that, that they're not going to be allowed to enter the capitol, sir. All right, thank you, Lieutenant. You're welcome. Thank you. One of the things Michael pointed out to me at issue is that we don't have national elections. We have a collection of over 50 elections that fold into one national place. So there are dozens of sets of different rules state by state. I don't know how this will end, and you don't either. Nobody does. But there is one thing that's become very clear. From here forward, each election cycle is going to be called into question, legitimately or not. Thanks to both Michael Traugott and Jonathan Osting for chatting with me today. You can find the latest on the January 6th hearings and Michigan politics at wwjnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.